Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You know, I think Gabe did some good things this year. I know people focused on some drops that he had, you know, but... You know, Gabe's still a young player, still did a lot of good things, still made a lot of plays for us. I think that is a new transition as a full-time starter and what you're going to see when you're coming in as the sub versus, you know, he finished on a very strong note in the postseason. I'm sure every corner lining up from him knew I, I better be on this guy or he'll make me pay. Buffalo Bills general manager Brandon Bean. Talk a little Bills here with Chris Trapasso of uh, CBS Sports. And, you know, general draft stuff, senior bowl stuff, free agency stuff as we transition into the offseason for the Bills. It's, of course, Super Bowl week. And as Joe mentioned in the update, an earthquake this morning. Um, there's one across the world in Turkey that's a massive, massive earthquake with mass casualties, unfortunately. The one here, you know, significantly less so. 3.8 magnitude, the epicenter in West Seneca from what the uh, USGS is saying. So if you felt that today we're getting a lot of videos, the videos with the sound up are the really good ones. The one you just sent, which happened at a house in Cheektowaga, the family is awake and then like there's this really loud, it sounds yeah. like an explosion. It sounds and, like a bomb. Yeah, and there's else? a lot of, yeah. what is that? What happened? What happened? And yeah, it, it's not exactly your first instinct here to say, was that an earthquake? Right, And you probably wouldn't have thought right. it until, if you're on Twitter, you see that everybody in the area felt it and heard it. And that's different from just, you know, your street. If you walk outside and all your neighbors see it, that's one thing. Did Was there an accident? Mm-hmm. Um, this, of course, everybody in the area, for the most part, that was awake would have uh, would have felt it and heard it. So, 803-0550, Chris Trapasso on the Western Highline. Chris, did you feel it, hear it, anything? I didn't, I don't think I felt it, but now that I'm... Like, now that I'm seeing all the tweets, I woke up at, like, 6.15, and it was kind of a random time for me to wake up. I usually, it's usually, like, by my alarm, which is either earlier than that, or sometimes I push it later. So maybe, like, a little bit of the reverberation actually was what woke me up this morning. There you go. Nature, a little natural alarm clock for you. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is uh, on the Western Hotline. Again, CBS Sports and uh, Scouting, great book. You also have that coming out this year, of course. Uh, you know, you're, you're consistently one of our go-to sources on the draft. So as we... Um, as we start on this Bills team in, in this offseason, Chris, you and I were actually you and I were texting over the weekend about the article I tweeted out from Pro Football Focus about explosive plays. Had a couple people call about this. And I, I guess let's start there. Do the Bills have to fix their offense? Do they have to tweak their offense, restock their offense? 
a lot of Bills fans, I think, are ready to focus on getting Josh Allen the help. What's the best way for the Bills to be doing it this offseason? Yeah, from that article that you retweeted, that study from Pro Football Focus, my biggest takeaway about, and just to kind of summarize for anyone that hasn't listened over the weekend to just what the gist of that study was, is that PFF has found through play-by-play data over the last couple years that trying to hit at least one explosive play is a better method of moving the football down the field than trying, let's say, the Tom Brady style of methodically trying to get six or seven first downs without an explosive play. To me, my biggest takeaway, and also they said in that article that wide, like elite wide receiver play, a great play, a great catch, a great route, great yards after the catch from a wide receiver is the biggest indicator of whether or not that explosive play can happen on a drive. To me, I think that is the biggest thing that's missing with the Bills. Not elite wide receiver play because they have that with Stephon Diggs. It's beyond that. It's individual plays. It's taking a high percentage throw, a 5- or a 10-yard throw that a lot of people were calling for from Josh Allen down the stretch and turning that into a 20-plus yard gain after the catch. And I know I've been on this station the last two years, sound like a broken record, saying Bills need to get better at yards after the catch. But to me, the record is still broken. They weren't any better in yards after the catch this season than they were in 2021 when it was a clear problem to the offense. So whether it be with a small, quick guy, whether it be with a Debo Samuel type that's more of that running back frame, the Bills have to create more of those explosive plays, not just from Josh Allen's arm, which we know he can do as well as any quarterback in the league. It needs to be those 80 to 90% completion passes that are short, that are easy for the offense to scheme up, for Josh Allen to hit, and then the receiver makes those plays after the catch. Yeah, the yards after catch, Chris, it's one of the things about this season that, you know, the Bills had a great season. They won 13 games, won a playoff game, but they did talk about it a lot, and they were very bad at it again. And I guess one of the things I wondered going into this year as they talked about it was, do they have to care about it, right? Because Allen is a vertical thrower, so how much of that problem is baked into the kind of throws he's going to want to make and how much of it can be fixed? How much of it can they get back to get closer to the top? Because I don't think they're ever going to be the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs are a catch-and-run team, and Allen's going to have a much deeper, generally, target package. So how much of it is part of their offense, and how much can they can they get better play out of it? Yes, I, like I think that that's spot on, that we're not going to turn this Bills team, or the Bills aren't going to turn this team into, like I said, you know, prime Tom Brady where it's throwing to the backs out of the backfield and having the the Danny Amendola and the, and the Wes Welker types. But you just can't be the 31st team in the NFL in yards after the catch when the Bengals, the Chiefs, the 49ers, the Eagles, the teams that are in the conference title games that are getting to the Super Bowl are all in the top 10 or top 11 or even top five in the league. I think if the Bills next season are somewhere in the middle of the pack factoring in that Josh Allen's probably going to have one of the highest average depths of targets in the league, like you mentioned. But a lot of those, you know, crossing routes to Dawson Knox that were getting tackled after a yard or those short throws late in the season or even in that final playoff game against the Bengals to Cole Beasley that were getting tackled right away. We've seen in the playoffs with other teams that a lot of the times in today's NFL with the athletes and all the space, those can turn into those big plays. So I think the Bills should aim, whether it be a free agency, whether it be in the draft, to be right around the middle of the pack because they don't want to hinder Josh Allen and turn him into what has happened with Justin Herbert 
up until this point in his career in Los Angeles that that's really all their offense tries to be. It tries to be Drew Brees and the Saints when you have this quarterback with amazing arm talent. So I don't want to take that away from Josh Allen. It's just maximizing the efficiency on those easy throws that we have not seen over the last two years. So talk to me, personnel-wise. Do you have a guy that you're thinking about a lot for this, whether it's a free agent or a draft guy? that they like? If they added this player, you would think that would solve or – you know, if it works out, would solve all these issues that we're talking about. Yeah, I have two in each category. In free agency, wide receiver Greg Dortch, who I love coming out of Wake Forest. He was an early entrant. He actually went undrafted. I think he probably should have stayed one more season. And he was the biggest example, I think, of just a player getting opportunity and then showing that he can really play. He kind of bounced around the league this season in Arizona with all the injuries with DeAndre Hopkins injured or or suspended for the first half of the season, he was really good out of the slot, and he's quick. He can be that Cole Beasley type, but he forced like 15 missed tackles, which is a crazy high number. It was near the top of the league, and he wasn't getting 100 targets. I think he had between 70 and 80 targets on the season. Greg Dortch, and he's not going to cost a lot, most likely. Still relatively young. In free agency, that would be the number one target. Um, certainly there are a few others that can, you know, make defenders miss in space. And in the draft, Jeremy and I have talked about Zay Flowers from Boston College, smaller, similar type player to Greg Dorch actually, can get vertical too. I think he's going to test well at the combine. But to me, I want to see a different type of wide receiver in this offense because they've had the smaller, twitchier, quick slot receivers. Parker Washington from Penn State. He's not getting a lot of buzz because he was only a junior entering the draft, wasn't at the senior bowl. He's like six foot, 220 pounds, looks like a running back. Uh, watched the Ohio State game last year uh, against a lot of future NFLers. He was bouncing off tacklers, making them miss, uh, using his, his hand to, to keep himself up on the field after taking a hit. He kind of feels like that next-level player that the Bills really have not had. It's not really the style of wide receiver that they've seemingly liked. Um, so those two would be my biggest. And I think just adding Khalil Shakir into a bigger uh, feature of the offense would certainly help because that's really where he thrived in college. And we saw a little bit of that when he did get opportunities in his rookie season. Chris Chapasso joining us on the Western Hotline. So weapons, a big conversation, and that's to be expected. Offensive line? I mean, how many spots – Joe and I were going through the receivers, and I might have three spots locked in, and the others I'm open to changing. How many spots in the offensive line should the Bills have locked in, and what do you see as the potential to address that in the upcoming draft? Man, I don't know. I, I would say two locked in. I think uh, Mitch Morris, if he wants to stay around – I mean, he's had those concussion injury or the concussion history. I wouldn't be surprised or – think it would be a bad decision for him if he actually just retired. But if he wants to keep playing, he's still a good center. And Deion Dawkins is one of the more reliable left tackles in the league. He's not elite. He's not Trent Williams out there, but he's usually pretty durable, and he's a good pass blocker, good run blocker. The rest of the offensive line, this is kind of stealing from Brandon Bean. I think it should be a competition at right tackle and the two guard positions just to try to get better. I mean, if if Spencer Brown ultimately beats out a rookie or a free agent right tackle, then that's great for the Bills, but I don't think he should be locked into that role. What is good for Buffalo is that, at least from my perspective, in the draft, we've had a couple drafts where the interior offensive line group has not been very good. 
this interior offensive line class maybe doesn't have a Quentin Nelson who's going to go in the top 10. That's pretty rare anyway. But day two and probably even early into day three, long-time starters at center and the guard positions will be available. And I know Sean McDermott has been a little bit leery about playing rookies a ton. I think the Bills are just going to be forced into that situation. And I just go back to if the Bills are looking at other teams that they're trying to beat, two years or just last year, the Chiefs drafted Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, two rookies that were very experienced that had NFL caliber bodies. They plugged them in and they are, you know, not paying a ton for those two positions and they got great play from these guys in their first season. So maybe it doesn't have to be in the first round, second, third, fourth round. I think they can get a center or two guards and just plug them in super cheap players along the offensive line if they want to. Do you have a thought yet on the massive Ohio state guy, Dewan Jones, or is it too early for you on that? No, I, I really, really like him. I'm a big advocate in, in offensive tackles in length and size. I know a lot of stuff with the draft. We're looking at hand size and wingspan. Does it really matter? Offensive tackles to me, even if you're not the most fleet of foot, if you're 6'8", 370 pounds with an 86-inch wingspan, it's hard for an edge rusher to just get around you around the corner. So he kind of reminds me of Orlando Brown who ironically is the Chiefs left tackle um, when he was coming out of Oklahoma and he had that terrible combine workout, fell to the third round. I had a first round grade on Orlando Brown because it was just took so long for edge rushers to get around him because of his reach and how big he was. Dewan Jones, if they wanted to upgrade right tackle and they seemingly liked the bigger, taller offensive linemen um, over the last couple of years in the draft, he would certainly be one probably again, second, maybe even third day will be available and I think can play immediately and be good immediately in the NFL. What what about James Cook for you going into next year? He the draft profile was what? That he's he's JD McKissick, right? He's a pass catcher. Yeah. yeah. And the Bills didn't really use him that way. I mean he did well, it seemed, as just a standard not not just between the tackles, but zone run scheme too. That's getting the ball in a handoff and being a running back. I did you see enough from him with the Bills, given that he didn't do a lot of that with Georgia, to think, oh, yeah, he could be the lead back for this team going forward? Yeah, I do. I think really with him, I mean, we're kind of talking about utilizing players differently and kind of the scope of the offense. I think really that's all that it's going to come down to for James Cook because I thought that he ran the football, like you mentioned, Joe, between the tackles with a lot better vision and a lot more assertiveness cutting than he did at Georgia. I'm not concerned about him catching the football, creating big plays in space, um, creating his own space if, if he needs to as a receiver out of the slot, even down the field on wheel routes. We just didn't see that from him. So I think to have an early round pick, second rounder, that's still on a very cheap contract, that's like another you know potential addition to next year's offense that the Bills need to spend a lot of time thinking, all right, we have these new pieces, free agency, the draft, but we also have James Cook that has a year in the NFL under his belt. We need to utilize his talents and just his strengths, where he was really good and why they drafted him coming out of Georgia better next season. Chris Trapasso on the Western Hotline. Finally, Chris, you know, we've got free agency before all this happens, and the first part of free agency is decisions on your own players. Tremaine Edmonds is the biggest, right? He and Jordan Poyer are both to be 
unrestricted free agents. I don't expect Poyer to be back. Edmonds, <laughs> I I, I kind of want to say yes. If, if if you nail me right down, like which which side do I think? I think the answer is yes, he will. That they will want him back that bad. But you know, there's two sides that have to come to that. So um, I don't know if you have a prediction or a, or a feel on the Edmonds decision. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I think um, you're totally right that they really want him back. And I always obviously think of things through the draft lens. I think to find a three-down, like truly three-down middle linebacker that is getting better in coverage, that that certainly can cover um, tight ends. He's just a a soccer net in the middle of that defense down the team. That's what I always say with Tremaine Edmonds. Um, He's gotten better against the run, and that is deciphering where the run play is going, beating blocks. Um, and is as young as he is, it's really, really hard to find that type of linebacker. And I think Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have a little bit of an affinity for that type of player because they coached Luke Keekley in Carolina, and he was that type of player. He was bigger, longer, instantly a three-down player. He was certainly better from the get-go than Tremaine Edmonds was. But I think at 25 years old, that's where they see Tremaine Edmonds in that similar vein right now, that he's really the quarterback of the defense. You factor in age, he's been relatively healthy the last couple of years. Now, certainly there could be some team that also loves Tremaine Edmonds and offers him a crazy amount of money, but this kind of feels like a deal, the one big kind of splash free agent signing that the Bills will make. It doesn't always have to be outside free agents. This is the uh, uh, offseason that the Bills have to make a big one with keeping Tremaine Edmonds, who's coming off his best season in Buffalo. Chris Trapasso on the West Her Hotline. Chris, thanks for the time. I'm sure we'll talk again uh, very, very soon. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Chris Trapasso. Zay Flowers. Is it, is, do you have any sort of qualms drafting a player that has a first name of one Bills draft bust and the last name of another <laughs> Bills draft bust? That's Zay Flowers. Two negatives make a positive, though, right? I guess so. Like, Would you draft a Mike Mabin? <laughs> would you be afraid of that? <laughs> or a... Uh... E.J. Whitner. <laughs> Was Whitner a bust? I hated him. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. He started for, what, five years on this team? Maybe he can't be a bust. Then he went to Cleveland. Yeah. The, he played in the league no, for a while. Niners, too, right? Niners, too. Because yep. he allowed a touchdown in the Super Bowl that, I think, won Baltimore the game. Anquan Bolden. Um, Zay Flowers. I saw a chart yesterday that had me... Down on him a little bit. Where is this? Here we go. Yards per route run versus coverage. So basically what a guy does better against. And Zay Flowers was at a 2.0. You see this little chart. And it's got every draft eligible receiver on it. And Flowers, almost as much as anybody, is way higher with zone than he is against man. And I don't want to jump to a conclusion on this because I don't know a lot about his game. In in my mind, I would think, guy's better against zone than man. Can he separate? Well, because maybe Boston College just doesn't, you know, run a sure. counts. It could be about the team. But th- that's going to be the one thing that I am going to be locked in on with whoever can they be, we talk about receivers. Can they get open on their own? Can they get separation, yeah. Because the Bills right now, Diggs is like the only guy that I trust play to play for that. Right. No, that makes sense. And again, like... I'm telling you, every single receiver we talk about, I want on the team. So I'm not going to necessarily. <laughs> You're not going to be picky. No, I'm not going to get hammered down to one of them. There was 
was it uh, Nathaniel Dell? He was at the Senior Bowl this week. Yeah. He's the guy that goes by Tank. Tank Dell. And he's tiny. You can't. You can't be. He was 160 pounds. He goes by Tank. Yeah, I'm into it. The guys, by the way, on this chart. So the best four receivers by a by a pretty significant margin against man coverage of this uh, of this draft class. Uh, Smith and Jigba. Yep. From Ohio, Ohio State. State. Jordan, Jordan Addison. Addison. Quentin Johnston. And. J- uh, Jay Downs, that's the one name I wasn't familiar Josh Downs. With. Josh Downs. North Carolina. Those are the four. Against man coverage, they were the four best. I've seen a lot of Downs highlights and how he works out of the slot and you know underneath stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two of them. Draft two. For me, it'll be about less about which one and more about level of investment. A first-round pick says a lot about what you think about your receivers, that you need to get younger, better, cheap, all of it. Second round, same way, like, it, tell, it tells the story of what you think, where they take it. And it also will tell a little bit about what they think about Gabe Davis going forward, doesn't it? Yeah, if they the, don't do anything at receiver this offseason, don't we think they're paying Gabe Davis? No, not necessarily. Like even like a modest contract extension? Do not think so. Although, man, they'll be nowhere they would be, yes, otherwise. I agree with that, that they would, be, they would be bare going forward. Rock bottom. Without, I mean, it would be, you would be going into 2024, if I'm projecting way out now, with only knowing that Diggs is on the team. Unless somebody else, I mean, Shakir starts or to Shakir, get, an, right. get an increased role. But no, you're, you're right. You're, you're, if you don't do it this year, we're going to be talking about it next year. And then you're keep, really relying on rookies. We're going to keep talking about it until they actually do it. Uh, yeah. And I think they're a year late on it anyway. We'll talk to Paul on the other side, recapping the NHL's All-Star Weekend, which had some, you know, some hits, some misses. I also have some Brady news. I want to get to you something funny Ooh. about Tom Brady. Yeah, I know. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty earthquake central is news radio nine thirty WBEN for the uh, three point eight magnitude earthquake that struck this morning uh, in West Seneca and that so many of you felt. So if you want some more news coverage on that, you got news radio nine thirty WBEN. Of course, we'll pass along anything we learn about it as well here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.